back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, man. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. It's so funny. So, before we bring in uh, my next guest, uh, so we were talking to Barry Thompson and talking about some of his players, and there's one one of these kids, and I met this kid 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and I watched him grow and kind of grow into Barry's training. And he was in Virginia, and the Virginia schools all did that thing that the, the program in whatever space you're in feels like they can do, which is, hey, you know, he wants to play here, so we'll just offer him a walk. We can get him for no money, so let's do that. Kid ends up going to a smaller school uh, that offers him a full ride. He goes and wins all conference. He wins. He does all this. Then the kid jumps in back in the transfer portal, and he says, you know what? I want to come home. I want to – here's the thing, right? So it's UVA, it's Virginia Tech, it's ODU, and – Barry's literally right there on the phone. And they could call Barry and close the deal. And the arrogance says, no, we can get him. We can get this guy. Well, he just committed. Literally, as I'm just, I pull that up and he's, mm-hmm. he just committed. And UVA and Virginia Tech lose out to Old Dominion, home of Taylor Heineke and a couple other quarterbacks who just recently made their way. And people misunderstand how these programs get in their own way. This is crazy. This is crazy. Like, treat people right. Like, that's really what it is. We're going to bring in another coach buddy of mine. And, again, he's one of, one of my favorite people. Uh, you can hear him Sunday morning, Sunday uh, Sunday noon here on 93.7 The Ticket. And usually we we have a good time. We he uh, to Full disclosure, so he's a 49er fan, a Lakers fan. And a Dodgers fan, but he's from Virginia. <laughs> one of the best. We coach together. He's one. He's got one of the best coaching minds. When you talk about the X's and O's of basketball, Hosta Breezy is as good as anybody at seeing and breaking down basketball. He's a fanatic about football. He's a fanatic uh, in the coaching game and as an educator, uh, all around good dude. And he and I have been known to go off on pro wrestling tangents where we could talk pro wrestling for hours. <laughs> And this is my guy that's bringing Hoster Breezy to old school. What's up, Breeze? What's good, brother? How you doing? It's it's a good day. It's good to have you again. We just talked to Barry, and we're talking about transfer portal. You're a, you were a high school coach, so you and again, you know, at, at a high level, six A in Virginia, uh, and your relationship with with athletes. A lot of this, a lot of the guys that like the last group that you coached at six A in Virginia. Won back-to-back region titles uh, from that team. Now, Nathan, let me let me give you this, and you can tell me how. Um, I was about this to is. ask what school, right? That on this team, there were two players on this regional championship team that went to the Air Force Academy. That's with Hoster Breezy at the lead, mm-hmm. like this guy. So he understands athletes, how to get them moved, how to talk to them, how to, and I love his definition of winning, right? So Hoss, tell me, like, because people miss what winning is because winning is relative situation circumstance, but Haas, what is winning to you? Winning always changes depending on the situation. So right now my favorite team to coach is my daughter's second grade basketball team <laughs> right? and winning isn't how many points we win by. It's not the score. It's not how many points my daughter has. It's can the 10th player make a basket by the end of the year. It's 
Do all the players come back? Do both teams enjoy the game? I know it sounds crazy. I'm very competitive. I want to win every game by 40 points. But winning has to be redefined every time you go into battle. Like the simplicity of that, that if you're talking about Nebraska in a blue blood football program and you're not winning in any way, shape, or form other than the numbers in the bank account, how do you get a blue blood program to redefine winning? So in your mind, what does Nebraska need to do to begin winning again in the most important program in the athletic department? And see, that's actually, it's interesting you ask that because I want to know program-wide, what's the one-year plan? What's the five-year plan? What's the goal? It's obviously Michigan, Ohio State. We want to be like that. And, and so I want to know the identity. I know the identity of Michigan. I know the identity of Ohio State. I know the identity of Alabama. I know the identity of those schools. Clemson. What's the identity of rule? What's the identity of Nebraska? What, what kind of players are coming in? What kind of attitudes? What size are they? And, and, and so I'll, I'll say this, knowing that I'm a Nebraska fan, Michigan obviously plays very similarly to Nebraska with a old school, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, 49ers with the old school mentality of running the ball and being physical on defense and just black and blue all over. It, it, are the black shirts coming back for Nebraska? Hey, right. Great question. Great question. And then how do you get them to that level? Look, there's so much of the coaching aspect because you and I would sit in these meeting rooms and Barry would be there and, of course, Doug Craig and Dermian Marshall, great coaches in Virginia. Red Jenkins, one of the legendary coaches in this country's history. Um, but sit in a room with these folks, and we would always have to start at the beginning. At the beginning, what do we have? And then what do we need to win games to win games in our in our conference to win games in our in our region and to win games in our state so the 49ers have a plan they said we're going to build up front first how has that worked for the four, 40, 40 and i know that's why i knew that was going to be your reaction to it you get to play gm how are you building it oh it's all all about the trenches and the niners own both sides of the trenches and when you watch defense is always in the quarterback's face. They only have to put four people rushing the quarterback, which allows them defensively to have five cornerbacks, to have two linebackers cover the whole field. It allows them to do a lot of things because they have four alpha males just attacking the quarterback all the time. And and on the offensive line, it's athletic dudes that are 350 pounds, and they're all about pancakes. And all they do (laughs) is just move and create these 20, 30-yard runs and it allows Kyle Shanahan to have the jet sweeps and the crazy plays. And hey, I mean, it helps to have CMC and, and Devo, but the, the lines are the, the priority. And I think I can run for five or six yards <laughs> how the offensive line in San Francisco goes. Well, your your dad your dad was an Olympic level runner, so I I am not going to I'm not going to go against that. I'm certainly not going to. It's the beauty of having Haas is that I can literally talk about anything in sports, and me and Haas can have a conversation about it. I want to ask about the Niners and Garoppolo and the foot and what happens at quarterback. Uh, your thoughts on what you want. Uh, going forward, what do you expect to happen at the quarterback position? Because every t- there are several teams in the NFL who expect long postseasons who are having quarterback injury issues. How do you get through it? So 
I'm going to pivot back and ask you and the listeners, hey, tell me about that guy at Iowa State that had 401 wins. And tell me about that guy that set records in, in your conference. And tell me about that guy that's Mr. Irrelevant that people are like, you know what? He's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to go try to throw and, and, and throw for 350 yards and have three interceptions. He knows his job. And because his job is to throw five-yard completions, call the right line adjustments, call the right plays, he's going to play within his, his capabilities. And because of that, just, just give me what the Baltimore Ravens needed in 2000. Give me 10 points and we'll win. Yeah, That's right. how good their defense is. Like, just don't mess it up, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get to work, man. I'll get to work offensively. Uh, I'm going to flip it because, you know, listen, uh, Bogarts is now with the Padres, man. Uh, what are the oh, Dodgers? God. What are the Dodgers doing out there, bro? Like you can't. <laughs> first, you th- look. You whiffed on 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 Judge. Then you allow Bogarts to to come move down the street to sit with Soto and company with with, with Machado and company. What's happening? What? And then Trey Turner's Trey gone. Turner walks. What, what's going on, bro? Uh, so uh, maybe the Dodgers are, are actually trying to hit the payroll and make sure they don't get the luxury tax or, or <laughs> the rumor I heard that yesterday, they, they don't want to upset the fans. And, and I never listen to rumors. They don't want to upset the fans and, and let Correa not come to the Dodgers. Yeah. Look, I'm over the trash can stuff. I already congratulated the Astros for uh, stop calling the Astros. Right. We let, we, they, they won. They won the world championship. They did it. You, you taught me that, hey, everyone cheated in 2017. <laughs> Fine. It's over. It's done with. Give me the best shortstop available. Right. And let's go win more than 111 games. Yeah, that's necessary. That you know, And then more importantly for the Dodgers, you have to win in postseason. Like, they, they get, none of the rest of it matters. You have to win in the postseason. Like, you can you can win 105 games, but if you win in the postseason, uh, Dodger fans will hold you true. Now, I can't let you go. We and I, uh, each Sunday, we dive into pro wrestling and the history of, and we're fanatics. I want to ask you, we're going to go this week with several things. One, WrestleMania history. We're going to look forward to WrestleMania 38 and what we think is going to happen, but I'm going to ask you to give me your three favorite catchphrases in pro wrestling. Well, the picture behind me, uh, I don't know if it's a catchphrase for, for the guy behind me or it's a catchphrase that everyone just had to say when he would put his two arms up. And it's more of my era. It's not the first one. The first one has to be the rock, but the, the most famous one in the last 10 years is yes. 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 Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Yes. yes. Just two <laughs> fingers up. Just, let's just go do it. It's yelling for the little guy. Okay. Give me, give me a second. one. So I, I believe both of these guys are, are what changed wrestling. Um, and I know you're going to go old school. So I'll stay with my, when I started watching wrestling era and, and so stone cold, Steve Austin, Saying what, 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 what? I you, what? see, but if, you, I, if I knew you were going to go Stone Cold, but I thought you would have said because Stone Cold said so, <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Okay, and then give me the greatest, the greatest of all time. <sighs> There's so many that he has. He should get like ten of them. Yeah, he should get ten of them. Yeah, he only gets one. So. So I, I'm going to have to give the one that – here's why this one matters. So when my grandma was here, God rest her soul, she didn't speak English, okay? Mm-hmm. 
but she she knew a couple phrases, and and so she learned how to say this. She'd say, "Hi, how are you doing?" And so she she'd wait for people to respond, but she didn't know <laughs> what she was about to say next was the wrong thing to say. But she would say it every time. Right. And so, "Hi, how are you doing?" It doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter how you do it. <laughs> I'm, uh, look, the idea of seeing your your grandmother. Look, that's come on, man. That come on, that's exceptional. That that is exceptional. Listen, love you, bud. Appreciate you. We'll talk Sunday. Uh, we're doing noon this Sunday, so we can talk about uh, WrestleMania and some of the greatest catchphrases. Text line, you can send us yours, and then they'll be included in the conversation this week. And that is Hosta Breezy. Appreciate you, brother. Love you, man. Love you too, man. Thanks. This was fun. All right. That's Hoster Breezy. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll close out Old School here on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 